live from Indianapolis, Indiana. Welcome to the Crossroads Sports Radio Show, presented by Scott K. Nichols and State Farm Insurance. And now, here's your hosts, Brandon Reef and Jonathan Birdsong. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Crossroads Sports Radio, episode number 242. We are back after a two-week hiatus. I'm your host, Brandon Reef, joined as always by my main man, Jonathan Birdsong, JB. Welcome back. <laughs> nah, man, yeah, welcome back, Brandon, man. You've been gone. I ain't been gone, <laughs> right? But no, nah, you've been gone for like two weeks, man, and you're going to have to... Uh... Fill in the blanks, man, for us, man, because everybody kind of wants to hear that, too. You know what I'm saying? I know we got a lot to catch up <clears throat> as far as sports is concerned, man. But, uh, yeah, man, Brandon Reese is now, now no longer, no longer uh, a, a bachelor, officially, Crossroads Sports listening audience. And, you know what I'm saying, he's been on his honeymoon. He's married, he's married his beautiful bride, Lindsay. I was honored to, uh, to be able to attend. And, uh, you know what I'm saying, I won't, I won't tell everybody too much about Brandon Crown or anything like that. <laughs> but it was a beautiful, a beautiful wedding, beautiful reception, a beautiful uh, couple, of course. And uh, of course, I had a nice time. I had to duck out kind of fast, Brandon. But like, nah, man. Without being, you know, what I'm saying, like, I don't want, I don't want to spill too much of your time because I, I do. Def- I definitely want to, you know, let you, you know, share some of your, your experiences over the last few weeks, man. Where you been and what you seen and all that, man. But like, yeah, man. Welcome back, Brandon Reef, uh, and give us the official rundown while you're at it, Brandon Reef. All right, JB, can you hear me? I can hear you now. All right, we're good. Holy cow. Dude, we was having, man, that is the weirdest thing. I couldn't hear you. I, I don't know what's going on. All right, I'm going to have to cut out that uh, four-minute part where I'm just saying, can you hear me, can you hear me, as I was trying to move everything around. <laughs> wow. Anyways, cool. doubt, man. anyways, wedding-wise, real quick, I'll, I'll touch it up quickly again. Wedding-wise, yeah, go ahead. great, great whirlwind of a, of a two-week period. Um, getting everything ready. So thank you for allowing that time to kind of get everything ready because it was wild as crazy as usual. Thank you for coming again. It was great to see you. I felt like I held the tears pretty well during the ceremony, John. Uh, I think I had way more (laughs) tears. I completely lost it during the first look. So other than that, um, I thought I did all right with the, uh, with everything. And a honeymoon was perfect down to, uh, down to Florida, good weather. Um, was able to tune into some sports and sports news. You know, I was on the beach and things like that. Uh, be able to keep at least a little bit of a foot. Watch the playoffs. Um, get to see some of those games uh, while we are there. And I got to meet the WWE Hall of Famer Jimmy Hart. I mean, just walking into Hogan's good. shop and Jimmy Hart's just sitting there. I'm like, oh, Jimmy, what's going on? Is that a good 10-minute, 10, 15-minute conversation with him? Got a picture. So, um Good as always there. So, yeah, perfect. Rundown for the show tonight. Let's get us back. 2023, we're in strong, going strong tonight. We got NFL playoffs. Divisional rounds are over, folks. We got conference championship week going on, AFC, NFC championship. We'll talk that. We've also got um, some odds with Super Bowl winners, kind of where they're at right now with their looking, with your look sports betting-wise. We've got the Indianapolis Colts. Their job search is still going on as we speak. (laughs) Still going on. Orion, can you hear me? Are you guys having tech difficulties on that end, or are we good on the Facebook Live? Let me know if we're good on the Facebook Live. I think we're good on everything now. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, 
Colts search is still going on, crazy as it can be. Um, Tom Brady's future, we've got that to talk about. Uh, Aaron Rodgers what, as, as well. Sweet, Orion, thank you again. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, his we got some they got some odds up now for these teams, so I've got those written down. College basketball update: the Indiana Hoosiers, Purdue Boilermakers, uh, uh, Butler. Ugh, rough year for Butler. Um, and what's going on with him? Indiana Pacers. Pacers update: John. We'll we'll talk that out right before I left. Tyrese Halliburton got to meet him. Got to take a picture. Maybe we're the kiss of death because uh, a very like three game two games later he ended up getting injured against the Knicks. So he's out, hopefully, towards the end here. we got Pacers to talk about, and we got also trade updates. Um, and there's NBA trade deadlines coming up. Um, and then the m- biggest of all, it's Royal Rumble week. So we will talk a very little, very little, but at the end of the show, we'll talk a little Royal Rumble this mm-hmm. weekend. So, John, let's dive right in. Chiefs, Jags. Chiefs get themselves a win. Pretty much expected. You know, Jags had their chance to, to, to make a run. Patty Mahomes, high ankle sprain. Uh, they had a chance to make it, but uh, a run at them, but uh, an interception by uh, Lawrence there. Jags are putting themselves in a good position for the future. I do like seeing Absolutely. that. Uh, Mahomes, I saw him today out practicing. They showed video uh, and leaving the press conference. There was no boot. There was no limp. He looks good to go. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and you know, if, if all things are equal, man, you know, uh, still Joe, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals still popped him uh, three times. times coming, so, you know what I'm saying? But, but to, to kind of, uh, yeah, what you say, yeah, everything you said is, 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 is true. Jacksonville has a lot to look forward to. They were still within, uh, you know what I'm saying, a play two here or there of winning that game against Kansas City on the road. You know what I'm saying? They just didn't necessarily show the, the aggressiveness that you have to have uh, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of like how uh, how the Bengals went into Buffalo. You got to have a good – if you're on the road, man, you got to come out. And you get the ball, you got to come out, you know what I'm saying, uh, first play, ready to strike. And not ready not, not ready to set up no three, you know what I'm saying, ready to strike, ready to go for a touchdown. So, right now, man, you're right. Uh, uh, and, and, and it, Brandon, they, look, they still look like a very confident team. Uh, to, you know what I'm saying, to win a playoff game, I don't know about a Super Bowl, with, with Henny. With Kahini at quarterback, man, then they because I think they still they punched it in for a touchdown with him at QB as a as a, as a, a, a Patrick. Yeah, that was a ninety-four yard drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but you can't you can't necessarily and not not this late in the season uh, pin your hopes on even even though that did that did look good uh, in a ninety-four drive, but you can't put your, you can't pin your hopes on that. So, yeah, he's back, and even an eighty-five percent or ninety percent uh, Patrick Mahomes is better than 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 nothing, than nothing right? So. Um, they're back in it. This is going to be a, a game for for it all, man. And and like the hot, it's going to be the hot team against the team that everybody believes should be, you know, two Super Bowls in. You know, what I mean, we're written with Ben. So um, and then, and then what's that, what did that one do? Because I know the first thing you said after interesting, that I thought you said after the Buffalo game was where do they go after this? You know, what I'm saying? And, and I know we'll get to that here in a second. But like, what if Patrick Holmes in the case of Kansas City Chiefs lose this game? What happens to them after this? I mean, I know that they, they, we're not going to be, we're not talking nothing crazy about finding a coach or or, 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 or him getting traded or anything like that. Uh, but, but again, it'll be, a, uh, you know what I'm saying, a, a, a definite season of disappointment for them because, again, they, they, they were, they, we all, everybody has them pegged to win a Super Bowl for the next, or go to the Super Bowl for the next seven years. So, but like, again, this weekend, when they look, when they lock up, my goodness, the Bengals and, and, and Chiefs, man, it's going to be, yeah, must see TV. Yeah, rematch of there. 
real quick, you know, because we love our sponsor, right? We love our sponsors, all of them. Uh, Scott K. Nichols says if you had to start an NFL team, uh, Burrow, Mahomes, or Allen, uh, which quarterback would you start with? I can tell you, you can't go wrong with any of the three. Um, right. Right? I, I'm going to say and, Joe Burrow. I'm going to say Joe Burrow's got, he's got, I, a, he's got the. And that's fine. You can say Burrow. I'm going to go Mahomes. I, I'm still going to go Patty yeah. Mahomes until he can uh, can prove it otherwise. It gets proved the other, other way. And, mm-hmm. and, I mean, you can't go wrong with any of the three, right? Burrow, yeah. I feel like he he had that. Big injury for a bit, um, a year and a half or so ago. So, but if you look at all three of them, all three of them are the type of quarterbacks that are dual threats to run and also can just end their season quickly. You know, um, with a with a horrific injury, running the ball. So, you, I think it's interesting. We both didn't say Josh Allen. Um, I think Josh Allen's a good player. Uh. I don't know if he's great, John. That's the thing. And we're going to talk about it after this game here because mm-hmm. Bengals beat the Bills. It was snowing. Yeah, but both teams have to play in it, so you thought that could be a vintage Buffalo. But Cincinnati's defense just shut down shut down the Bills. They couldn't get anything going. The deep, Bills defense couldn't stop Joe Burrow. They had a great game plan. And I did. I sent you the text afterwards like, this is the third three years in a row now that the Buffalo Bills were hey, people were saying they should be in the Super Bowl. They've got this great squad and they've squandered yeah. it. Twice to the Chiefs, this time to the Bengals. Is there wit I ask you, is there wit how much longer is left in their window? I mean, I feel like there's still some couple years left in their window. But in looking at the other side with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, this is their fifth straight AFC championship. Fifth straight. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's dynasty level for an AFC championship, uh, AFC conference, a dynasty, right? Yeah. So for them, their windows, you know, how much longer? And I'll I'll put the question to you because I have it written down here. Which who needs this? Who needs a Super Bowl more, <laughs> Buffalo and Josh Allen, or the Chiefs and Mahomes? Because uh, both of them, you can look at it and say, hey, these windows are going to be closing. You have to start producing, or you're going to be considered that team that just can't get it done. Right, right. Um, here, here's what I'll say. This is why not necessarily a, a no panic alert for Buffalo. Put your um, comments in, in the Facebook Live as well. Uh, viewers, please put your comments. Who do you think? Who who needs it more? Mahomes and the yeah. Chiefs? Bills and Allen? Because yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. Brandon, if you believe that a, a quality running back could solve Buffalo's I, I, dude, I think I think they I think they got they're gonna have to take the ball out of Josh Allen's hands just a little. He gets a little too skittish sometimes, and then and then you have these turnovers that are that are that are that are maddening. We're not here's hello, Brandon, but we are not in Dak Prescott land of like of trust. Oh, we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> we're not we're not we're not there yet, man. Josh Allen has still been able to show that he can overcome even a bad interception, but not two. You, you know, what I mean, nobody, and that, that's that's hard. You know, they even uh, heck, what's the name? He over he overcome how many interceptions did he throw uh, down there in Jacksonville? And they they and they won. I think it was like three, but then they had the second half. But like, man, that that's hard. You got to really have the other team on the other on the other side have a meltdown as well. So um, I think if they if they can improve their rushing attack, 
Brandon Dillon ran for – they only have 24 rushing touchdowns all year. No, excuse me, 15. I told a lie. 15 rushing right. touchdowns? Out of a how many of those are how many of those are Josh Allen too? And how many of those Josh Allen? I don't I don't have those numbers breaking down. But you, if, you're, if your offense only has fifteen, like you don't have a you don't have a you don't have a rushing plan. Now they have a lot of yards. They 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 do they do get a lot of yards. They do pick up you know what I mean. I think, but still, I look at the touchdowns. I, I look at like make it easy for your team so it's not difficult where you always got constantly throwing to get into the end zone. I didn't play nor coach, and I know that about football, right? So they're 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 they can get back to this, but like I'm not saying what does that mean? Do they go out and get an elite level guy like a trade for Jonathan Taylor? I know people from Coastland are like, what are you talking about? But <laughs> yeah, your coach is going to be looking a whole lot differently in the next two seasons. Or do they go get a Christian? You know what I'm saying? Um, McCaffrey, who's going to be available in free agency? But what does that number look like as far as like what their salary cap is, is compared to nobody? I, I really don't know right now. I don't think they I, I don't think they have enough money to go get a, a big-name guy. But can they repair their, their, their running back attack? Yes, absolutely. Uh, when you ask about – you, you got a great point when you say that the Chiefs have been uh, to how many AFC Championship games, man. So, yes, yeah, yeah, they've been here. But, but they got to beat – but, Brandon, they have to beat Cincinnati because Cincinnati has beaten them. I, I, it's not all about Joe Burrow, but, he, cause, but he's the catalyst. And the quarterback, of course, gets all the credit in this league. But – they got to beat the Bengals, and like right now, you again, and whether they've been on the at, on at home or on the road, they haven't been able to do so in like the last three tries. So the Bengals are on a historic little hunt here. Uh, they they are now only the hottest team coming into the playoffs. Again, they've had the tension since I mean the Kansas City Chiefs numbers. So yeah, I mean Chiefs, got, but you say, but but the Chiefs got to get there. So again, it's in their guts, in their DNA. Like right now, do they do they have a bounce back plan for next year? Yeah, man, but again. You know, everybody gets a little older, and that bounce back plan don't necessarily bounce back for you, if you catch my drift. Deca says he would take Mahomes and then Watson. <laughs> Watson? <laughs> uh, he might as well take – That's. Uh, I don't even know where to go. Uh, call in and say that. <laughs> he will. He wear here in a little bit. He's going to get his piece. He'll be able to say his. But if I do it now, it'll be a two-hour decot show. We all. I mean that love decot. All love. Uh, Bengals and Chiefs. They did play back on uh, December fourth, John, in Cincinnati. Bengals won twenty-seven twenty-four. Mahomes mm-hmm. threw for two hundred twenty-three yards. Burrow threw for two eighty-six and two touchdowns. Uh, Pachenko had sixty-six yard rushing. P Ryan, if you remember right, P Ryan was in for a injured. Um, uh, bu- 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 injured. Uh, why can't I think of his name? Le'Veon Bell Jr. What's his name? <sighs> I can't think of the running back. Um, it'll, it'll come back to you, but yeah, I know you're talking about. It will, yeah. But anyways, he ran for 106. Um, looking, do I think the game could have changed if it was good weather? If if there was no snow in Buffalo, do I think? I think a little. For some reason, I feel like the snow hampered Buffalo more than it did the Bengals, and it shouldn't. But it also, I just – I don't know. I, I feel like that might be one of the biggest eggs that was uh, that was that was given. Uh, are you talking about as far as Buffalo is concerned? No, yeah, they lost far 17 at home. That's – Yeah. I mean, that, With, that's just, and, and given and given the energy 
you know what I'm saying, the emotional energy that, you know what I'm saying, yeah, it, it came out flat, did not have what you thought they needed that, what you thought that was going to happen, it did, never did happen. Cincinnati had all the, the mojo that game. Right, exactly. Um, the last three years that these teams have played, the Bengals have won the last all three games. January 2nd, 2022, Bengals won 34-31. January 30th in that playoff game in overtime, it was Bengals 27-24. And then the rematch, mm-hmm. Bengals 27-24 again. If you want to put a bet on, I'm sure you can get really good odds for it to be 27-24 for the third straight time. <laughs> you at least put $5 on it. I bet you can make some good money on that if it actually hits. Um, mm-hmm. Just... I don't think the Bills' window is closing yet, but they have that perfect recipe for a team that's good, not great, but can't mm-hmm. get it done. Josh Allen's good. I don't know if he's great. They also have a prima donna on their team. I mean, all wide receivers are prima donnas. Basically, all star ones are. But Stephon Diggs and his little shit show that he put on the sideline towards the end of the game, and then he went to the locker room, grabbed his shit, and walked out. Like, come on. who You're talking about preaching this team, 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 and all this, and then you go and do that. And then you're yeah, showing on the sideline, going at your quarterback, and he's like, wait, man, if you don't, you don't understand passion of the game. Okay, but you also have, like, sportsmanship. Just be straight up. You got your ass beat. You, the balls that you had thrown to you, you didn't catch them. Whether it's the quarterback's right. fault or your own fault, that's on you. Right. Okay? Right. So, adjust. You weren't the only one that lost. There was 50-some other players out there. I even tweeted at him. Handle yourself the right <laughs> way. Handle yourself like a professional. Okay? Um, right. The, the, the previous two years, you handled it like a professional. You're still on the sideline and watch the other team celebrate. This year, you're acting like a tantrum. So, what happens next year? Do you just pull an Antonio Brown, take all your shit off on the field, and just take off running? Like, nah. I mean, I just, to me, I'm over the prima donna wide receivers. I've seen it. Stephon Diggs bitching at his quarterback. Look what your quarterback's done for you all year. He's helped you earn that big contract. So right. why not? And, and you've seen the rest of this league, right? <laughs> there, there's some quarterbacks that are trash. So I just, I don't know. I don't think Buffalo's window's closing. I do think, though, Kansas City needs this right now more than, Buff- than than what Buffalo is needing. Give it a couple more years. Buffalo's going to be right in that same situation, five, six in a row. Great mm-hmm. year for the team and, and nothing to show for it. Um, but Kansas City, they they have to get it done. They only got the one right now. And we're what? This is our fifth straight year in the AFC Championship. So right. we'll, 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 we'll see what happens with that. Um Look on the NFC side, John. The Eagles just dog-walked the New York football giants. Just dog-walked them. Uh, they did. Jalen Hurts looks good. He did not look great. He still looked a little favorable with his injuries. Um, yep. D-Cot, come on, man. It was just emotion. Okay, well, take your emotion and quit trying to spotlight it and put yourself above everybody else. <laughs> Stephon Diggs on the shit list. Um <laughs> Uh, he, Antonio Brown 2.0 coming out of there. You watch. Um, it's great. It's great to be back, isn't it, Brandon? Oh, I love it. <laughs> Fuck, I'm so glad to be back. Anyways, they dog walked him. Eagles could do where they want. Jalen Hurts another week uh, preparing. I think they'll be okay. Josh Purdy, 
and the 49ers what in the world? got a, they got a big win. Uh, they beat the Cowboys in an ugly game. What, Purdy's going on. What, what, Purdy can, be, can Purdy beat a good team on the road? Because we haven't seen it yet. This will be the first damn, one. Damn. Texas Ravens are going to be going down, down, down. Because I think Brandon's basically saying that Dallas is no good. And they shouldn't have been there. And they're fraudulent. I'm just filling in the blanks for what the things that he says on Twitter, ladies and gentlemen. Did I <laughs> yeah, say they were frauds on Twitter? I may have. I you don't said remember. this is before, man. Man, that was that was kind of hard to, to to believe, man. I think they could have put yeah. in Cooper Rush. They could have put in Cooper Rush, <laughs> and they would have had I'm a better you said chance that. of winning. Dak Prescott, let's remember, he's a fourth-round pick. Okay? He's a fourth-round pick trying to convince you that he's a franchise player. Brandon, it's, it's regression. We've, we've it seen is. regression. Um, Zeke Elliott, like, they should – I mean, I, they're probably going to cut him. They're probably going to cut Zeke Elliott. I, and I get the Pollard kid is hurt, and who knows what his rehab is going to look like. But, again, if running back is the most replaceable, like, you can easily replace that position. Like, Zeke How Elliott and – well, Jonathan Taylor's a little bit different, we would, wouldn't we think? But, like, the, his the, – so, yeah. I'm just paralleling that situation. Right now, he doesn't have a quarterback that he's going to grow with unless the Colts pick a quarterback. And, again, we'll talk about that later. But, like, right now, as of today, the Colts won't have a quarterback for him to grow with. And right now, I would be, I, me personally, if I had to put my general manager hat on, we would probably have to think about moving Jonathan Taylor because, like, it, it's going to get kooky. Because it's going to get – everybody listening to me right now is going to get kooky with Daniel Jones and, uh, and uh, homie, this place for the, for the Giants uh, running back. Barkley. Uh, it's about to get kooky. Yeah, but, yeah, Saquon Barkley because – Barkley wants 17 mil a year. Yeah, there's no there's no way they can pay him that. No. So, but go back to the – go back to the Dallas Cowboys, man. Again, man, 12 points. That's not – I mean – That I was bad. Man. The turnovers were it unexcusable. Is. Right, right. Turnovers are unexcusable. Uh, if you said pitch last... down your leg moment, what I don't know. That, I don't even, that was worse than that was that was Zeke got uh, trucked. That was worse than uh, Pagano. That was worse than the, the, they need to call it that. Whenever you I watched that, you can't explain. Whenever I knew I was tired, but damn, that was called a Pagano. That's they called a Pagano. They dialed up a, a, a Pagano, and that's what happened. That you didn't so have bad. any time. They didn't have any timeouts. Like you can't really like, do you really want to blame Mike McCarthy? It wasn't his fault. The players played the game. I mean, because if he gets, I mean, if Mike McCarthy does get fired or replaced, I don't think he does because Sean Payton. I don't think he's wanting to come to Jerry World. Next year, here we supposed to be talking about San, here we supposed to be talking about San Francisco. Here we didn't lost our minds about Jerry World. We got to talk about Texas and this, and that was a that was a failure. You lost to Jacob. What's it? What's his first name? What's his first? Jake, what's uh, Josh first name? Purdy. Brandon. I was going to call him Jacob Purdy. That's somebody else. Yeah, Josh Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant. They down to their third quarterback in San Francisco. I'm losing my mind, Brandon. The whole NFL should be. How can you go through you go through two, three quarterbacks and you right here in the, in the same position you was last year? If the in, in, in the NFC Championship game with the third quarterback, that's unprecedented. You got to love the scouting department of San Francisco 49ers and and the head coach. Because they had a fail safe, it, it plan A failed, plan B failed. The, the 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 rookie from last year, who you know, what I'm saying everybody says going to be a wower. Well, he got hurt. Now we on Purdy and Purdy. Brandon, was he the last guy picked? Mr. Relevant. In the draft? 
my goodness. And like he's like I don't know like like they got a chance. They got a chance. I can't seem to be. A, I mean, they got Brock a chance. Brock Purdy, because, man, like he's he's a beast. Well, here's the thing: they got a chance. They got a chance because, like you said, homie's homie shoulders not a hundred percent. But they they got they got it's it's more than just it's more than just a quarterback in, with the Eagles. They have a good defense. They do have a running game. They do. They they they, they do have a running game. They do they will put it in the end zone. I mean, he's part of the running game too. But they will put it in the end zone from that position. You know what I'm saying? They like to, they will hold. They do like clock management and all those things, man. They, you know what I mean? And, and again, somebody is in the coaches have from the from the coach grapevine, right? But I, they got a chance. And like if uh, if the Eagles think that that's going to be an easy game, man, I, I can't. It, it can't be. Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers are here. Uh, a Shannon hand. I don't know. I don't. I don't, dude. We haven't even talked about the betting portion of this situation just yet, but. I don't know how you like where, where would you where, where would you honestly just ready to put the four hundred one k on if you had to I don't know. Um, we'll get to that in a second. I, I do right. want to finish up with I want to finish up with. I mean, we're not going to finish up with this. We got this whole off season to talk about him. Dak Prescott, John, he's played for what six playoff. Uh, he's played six playoff games in his career. He's two and four. He's thrown eleven touchdowns and five right. interceptions. Now. Let's take four of those touchdowns out because it was against the Bucks when they put a hurting on them in Tampa when I was down there. That gives you seven touchdowns and five interceptions if you take if you skew that number. He's still only throwing sixty one percent completion percentage. His QBR imagine what his QBR would be. His QBR was a perfect QBR against Tampa Bay. And even with that in there, his quarterback rating's a ninety two point three. Without that, uh, where would it be? Probably in the it, – it, it would be in the 80s if that – In the 80s. Right. 80s, if not 70s. His ratings were 103, 83, 99, 69, 143, 63. I just, we have a fourth-round pick that's trying – They won't dump him. They won't dump him. Fourth-round pick that's trying to prove and trying to say and tell everybody a fraudulent that he is a number one franchise guy. Well, it, that's because at the time of his contract, Brandon, he put up franchise numbers. That's what happened at the time of his, the year before his contract, and then Dallas went against to this whole flirtatious thing that they did with Kirk Cousins. Uh, when he played for Washington and he got franchise tag like how many times? Three times, and it cost you overpaid for a quarterback there. So they didn't. The Dallas didn't want to overpay. They knew what they. Had. I think all these teams kind of know what they have. They they know they didn't want to overpay for Dak, but you can't necessarily let Dak walk out that door. When I, Brandon, they still weren't, weren't they thirteen and four this year? Weren't they thirteen and four? Yes. Yeah. I think so. Like so, look at the winning percentage. So like, do you fire Mark McCarthy because he's thirteen and four? No. Do you give away? Dak Prescott because he's got a, a I don't know bad tire I don't know you know what I'm saying do you give away your car you just go buy new tires they gotta they're gonna Brandon they're gonna they're gonna wash away those running backs let me ask you this he's gonna get a, he's gonna get go a, a running, running back core maybe a new maybe a new receiver man he needs a tight end too let me go through a list here tell me who you would rather have okay uh-huh. I'm gonna throw out these names are gonna get thrown out Mahomes Burrow Allen Geno those top four, because these are passing leaders, passing touchdowns. Right. These were the top right. four for the year. So I'm going to throw them out, okay? Obviously, Dak only played 12 games, so his stats for that ain't going to be higher. Would you rather have Kirk Cousins or Dak Prescott? 
Just give me a name. I'm just going to go through names. All right. Dak or Kurt? That's that's even, man. That is so even. That is even, Brandon. You know it. I couldn't even give you one. I'm asking it. Twist my my arm. Twist my arm, Dak Prescott. For real. Jared Jared Goff, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's going to show up, man. He's going to show up. Justin Herbert or Dak Prescott? Justin Herbert, only because his star is rising, but he ain't won crap yet. Trevor Lawrence or Dak Prescott? You're probably going to say Lawrence. I almost got cussed out. I almost got cussed out by some down south Colts fans. Uh oh. I said he's that that Peyton Man that's like Peyton Manning Jr. When he came oh. back, that was like Peyton Manning Jr. S, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> if I ever if I ever go to Jacksonville and retire, man, I might become a, a fan, man, but it probably gonna happen. So you would take Trevor over Dak, okay? Oh, Trevor Tua? Lawrence over him all day. Oh yeah, Tua absolutely. Or Dak. Nah, man. Hey man, it looks good when it's out there. It looks real good too. Hey man, it's not a hundred percent. He took a lot of. I think he took a lot of punishment in Alabama and didn't come back into the league a hundred percent, man. And now it just it's just compounding, man. Derek Carr, he, or Dak he, Prescott, man. Derek Carr, Dak Prescott. Yep. Uh, last one. Last. Well, I'll give you a couple more. Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott? Probably Jalen, right? We can agree on that. Right now, man, Jalen Hurts is flirting with MVP numbers, man. So, yeah, Jalen Hurts. Last two, Justin Fields, Dak Prescott. In the small step, I'm going to go Dak Prescott, man. People in Chicago, 219, and Gary are going to be mad at me, okay. man. And like, well, Justin last, Fields ain't got nobody to throw to. It's too, I'm sorry. But last one, right now, give me the last uh, one. Lamar Back Jackson out. or Dak Prescott. Oh, my God. Brandon. Healthy Lamar. You're going to love this. You're going to love this. They're the same guy. Same guy. Oh, you about me. Same no, I can't, I, can't, Reed, I can't get with Brandon that. Brandon Reese, you're going to get the same results, and I hope everybody from Baltimore <laughs> or any Baltimore Ravens fan, you're going to get the same results. Can they both play in, in this league? Absolutely. Can they both get you 12, 13 wins? Amen. <laughs> they ain't get you no Super Bowl. Nope. Neither <laughs> one. No, nope. oh, same Brandon, same guy. Right. The stats is gonna be look better. What's name got better stats, man? Because he's he's in he like Harbaugh. Right, right, right. They shine that they shine that up real good. But remember, Brandon, they only offer him what they know because they know what kind of car, motorcycle, airplane, whatever submarine that you think he is. They they okay. You remember, remember last year, man. Remember we were talking about this at the beginning of the season. You said don't panic, and like, dude, this we in panic mode with this with that guy, with uh, with Lamar. But as far, but because he ain't. I think he holds now, it all. Dude, I think he holds the keys to to everything. Now he could have played, and he said, you know what, you didn't want to offer me that contract. I'm gonna sit out. You know what, I ain't gonna be what? there. He wants a guarantee. I can't. You can't worry about what somebody else got. Don't worry about somebody else's money, man. That's how Miles Turner is messing up. And we get to him in the, in the second hour. But he's worried about what, how uh, Deshaun Watson's contract is like, what, like $185 million guaranteed, something ridiculous that the Cleveland Browns uh, should have never did in the first place. But they were so 
quarterback star. They didn't know it. They don't know that, that a daggone scout report to help you and tell you you, can, you might have a next Deshaun Watson in this draft. If not this draft, definitely the next two. So why would you go crazy? And I'm, in, I'm not even talking about the other stuff. I'm talking right. about just the pure talent. I'm just talking about the pure talent and what we saw. You played, man, okay, you went crazy. So now when Lamar's money came up, he was $225 million guaranteed. Man, they can't do that. Not, not his reckless, not his reckless bowling ball stuff of a quarterback, man. They can't do that. Maybe he'll change they it up. Want... Get that contract. They can put it in the contract. He'll he'll change up his playing a little bit. Well, we'll but see. that's what makes like, him what he's doing. But as far as him and Dak Prescott, Brandon, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson. I think you need to put that on our Facebook page. I want to see what traction you get between Zach <laughs> Prescott and Lamar. Here, hold on. We got to come at me, man. We'll, we'll take a call come at me, man, because everybody likes Lamar. Who doesn't Crossroads like that? Radio. Crossroads Sports Radio. Who we got? Hey. Who we got? Yeah, this is Nas. How y'all doing? What's man? up, Nas? Nah, not much. Hanging back. I was just down in your area recently, my man. Coming back from my honeymoon. I was down at ATL. Oh, that's what's up, man. Hopefully you got some wings while you were down here, because that's all they sell. Eh. Every restaurant, every place, they try to give you wings. I had uh, – we were at the airport. Of course, I only quickest line I could get there, man, was uh, Chick-fil-A. So, you know, I had to stay with your uh, your home favorite there. <laughs> Can't go wrong no with Chick-fil-A. No free ads. What you got, man? How you been? What's, what you got for us? I'm, I'm good, man. Not much going on. But, you know, I definitely wanted to weigh in on the conversation. Like, okay, there's, there's a couple places I, I think you guys are taking the wrong turn. All right. For one, let's just put this out there. Dak is a competent, pretty good quarterback. He's an all-conditions quarterback, perfect conditions, meaning if the blocking is good, the wideouts are really good, tight ends good, running backs good, Dak will be really good. But if you need him to elevate other guys, that, that's just not going to happen. He's not that talented. Whereas with Lamar, yeah, you're talking about elevating low-level talent, you miss on wide receiver draft after draft after draft, yet he's still able to do. Like, they're two, two totally different players. Lamar is a game-breaker. Dak is a fancy game manager. So I, I wouldn't even put those two in the same realm. Uh, you I hear that, Kirk JB? Cousins, you hear that? I hear yeah, it I think Kirk because, because here's what happens. The game-breaker, the game-breaker when you need him to make a touchdown, it's an interception. Every time. We can pull the tape. Every time. When you need him to come up short, when you right, – Lamar, oh, man, he threw it away. Oh, that's the other team. So it ain't got nothing to do yeah. with the receiver. It's the no, this is yeah, this is the short sightedness of the small sample size that a football season is. So if you're right. on a team that's not that talented, we typically re- remember what happened in the playoffs, and then we determine the reputation. They won games with Brett Hunt. So it's great. They won brother, regular brother, season games with Brett Hunt. Brother, 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 just let me finish. It's okay. It's okay. We can have this back and forth. Just let me finish. So you, I'm you take Josh back. Allen right now. I got you. Take Josh Allen right now. As great as he's been throughout his career, people are remembering the playoff games and deciding, okay, we're going to write the resume of Josh Allen in this fashion. When in reality, if you let the whole sample size play out over his career, we can all assume Josh is eventually going to get to a Super Bowl and possibly win one, and then we'll change the narrative on his reputation. Peyton Manning's first two seasons in the NFL as a contender, playoff team, he got beat 41 to nothing, and the other one he got blown out again. People said Peyton Manning was a choker. He's not good, but the sample size played out, and, of course, he's an all-time great. Similar things are going to happen for people like Lamar Jackson because we're talking about 
uh, just an outstanding talent. And I think a lot of the talk about injury is a little, eh, it's a little, I, I think we're speaking in old terms. The idea that you're safer in the pocket as opposed to outside the pocket is complete nonsense. As we've seen Joe Burrow, even his rookie year, season end in the pocket because in the pocket is just as dangerous now. Everybody has to have mobility to be an effective quarterback. And we've seen the greatest of all time this year. His mobility started to decrease. He started to be a little in fear of getting hit. And we saw his play this year. Nowhere near what he normally does. Shout out to the great Tom Brady. But, yeah, Kirk Cousins, Dak, same guy. The talent around them is going to determine what you do. But we also got to remember this is the ultimate team game, which is football, and we do a lot of this one-on-one stuff. Hey, Joe Burrow versus Pat Mahomes. No, it's the Chiefs versus the Bengals. And the Bengals have a more uh, quality, solid, deep team than the Kansas City Chiefs do, and they could possibly win this week, which is why they're favored by Vegas. But if you want to do the narrative thing, we just say, well, Joe Burrow beat Mahomes again, therefore Joe Burrow's better. John? Look, I, I go by what I go by what the facts say, man. Again, <laughs> Lamar has had these pissed down his leg moments. The MVP is in, the MVP is in the the MVP is in the but, real really game. hasn't every quarter, every quarterback except for like except for Brady really had their pissed down their leg moments. Right. So if we describe somebody losing their playoffs as a pissed down their leg moment, I mean, again, we're talking about football as if it's a one-on-one sport, golf, tennis, something like that. No, talking about a team game. So why does the quarterback automatically? So why does the quarterback automatically go automatically get the the credit? Right. You got. He, well, the, that's the, the MVP, that's the other part the of the conversation. Should they get all the, the MVP, credit? I would say the MVP, no. the MVP, the individual. We already know the talent is there. You telling me the leader of a man take the next step. The next step is stop making the interception in the big time moment, son. That's what it would be. We have you saying we ain't seen it, but I'm saying you said you telling me the talent is there. Boom, we already know the MVP signed it up. There's no more excuses okay. now. At not at twenty, he's not thirty five. I get it. About, he's still he's still on his thirty. He's still like twenty seven years old. Right, this is about looking at a career in the same way. So, okay, so everything His is still career, about you, Let's you, remember. Hold would on. you say the same as about physical, Josh Allen? As physical, as, physical as, this game is, as physical as this game is, is though, his career, and I'm not, hey, listen, I ain't got no crystal ball, but, but with him being injury prone, that plays into to position. It's, it's what they're going to pay him. So, again, what's his name shows up? That Prescott? He shows up, broke the leg. I get it. They came back. I'm surprised he came back so fast. I was, but they got the same. They yeah, got but, similar but stats. Somebody could show record. up and still not be as good. And looking at stats is not a direct comparison. Okay, so again, if you're saying this about Lamar, you have to say the same thing about Josh Allen. Would you make the same statement about Josh Allen? Yep. We've already. We kind of already. Okay, before you came, before you called in, Josh, that team got a problem. Their problem is. They got they got a running yeah, back problem. They got a running yeah. back problem. If they don't have one. They don't have a running back. Nothing. It's all him. You got yeah. you got you got to over you got to overutilize you got to overutilize quarterback, especially when you only got fifteen touchdowns in the, in the, in, the, in the, from a, from a, from from the rush for for the year. That's right. Yeah, but it, it sounds like you're making excuses for Josh Allen, but you give Lamar. Oh no no no, we did not. Oh no no, for the same it's still it's still like dude, you had home field. You had home field. No, no, no. No excuses for anybody. You still had home field, and you still were picked prior to coming into this season, right? 
and they still spent the money because, like, again, if you're gonna if you're gonna hate on if everybody gonna crap on the Chicago Bears for not spending the money, which they didn't, right? And that's that's why you have uh, uh, as the number one pick. Guess who also guess who's at the top of the line at spending money? The Buffalo Bills, so on and so forth. They in the top five. Yeah. I don't know where they are right so, right so, now, but so they in the top no, five. No, 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 you're, you're correct. They, they got a high cap, but then the thing would be would be get to. Okay, how they spent the money? Did they spend the money correctly? Because from what we can see, I think you guys would agree with my assessment. The Buffalo Bills are a finesse team that is really talented, but if things don't go their way, like you said, because they can't run the ball, they can be beat by a team that's not as good as them, as we've seen multiple cases. And this season, Josh right, throwing interceptions in the red zone, like, but he's still a great player, and I expect that dude to win a Super Bowl at some point. I'm not going to knock him because of what they're doing right now organizationally. And, and lastly, a lot of the heat that Dak is getting, deservedly so, because, again, I, I told you I think he's a fancy game manager. The Kellen Moore whispers out here. Like, how come people aren't talking about Kellen Moore? This dude was talked about as this innovative play caller, this great NFL mind, and I mm-hmm. just don't see it. I see C.D. Lamb and hopefully Dalton Schultz. And after that, they just hope Tony Pollard can save. Like, I, I just don't see – I don't see San Francisco's beautiful offense when I watch the Cowboys. So, right. I, I don't know how Kellen Moore is. No. Right. Yeah. And then, I mean, his play calling, obviously the last play, you have Zeke be the center and just got completely trucked uh, in that play, which – and I saw he was interviewing with the Carolina Panthers. Dude, that's a, a couple- fireball thing. Dude, That's the Panthers. The Panthers fans how is there like, a better chance of scoring than a hail mary? Like, how did you do the calculus where you said Zeke <laughs> as the center and some laterals, and we're gonna somehow like what? Yeah, that's that the worst play I've ever seen in my life. Uh, uh, and listen, he interviewed with Carolina, and then I saw some Panthers fans tweeting out that. Uh, he better have been uh, – the job offer better have been turned away as soon as that play happened because uh, that's all you need to see of him right there, which you're right. I mean, besides Zeke, Pollard, Schultz, and CD, what what do you have offensively? What innovation or what – and, and, and I don't know if we can even name Zeke in that, but go ahead, go ahead. Right, and, and I agree, you know. And, <laughs> you know, you can get rid of him. But obviously, like, I mean, your number – Two wide receiver, you struggled all season with, with between Gallup and Noah Brown, and uh, you know, I mean, you brought in Ty for whatever run you wanted to have that with, but it's just there's no development, there's no progress because no progression. because it was insane to pay Amari Cooper, right? That's what they told us when they could have had Amari Cooper and CD as he started to develop into a true one, and then you know you got a little firepower back there, you, you know that that looks a little scary. What you have now. It's CD and Prey. So good yeah. luck with them with the defense and everything else. But man, we right. Oh, oh you rather we, pay that money to Zeke Elliott and look where that's turned into, where you're probably most likely going to cut him. <laughs> right, right. The only so. team who said we'll pay the running back before the quarterback. But we also got to remember this too. As a player, the NFLPA, like any other organization, it is their job to push you to change. Uh, to change the dynamics of the next contract. So when Lamar's pushing for the guaranteed money that Deshaun got, that's his job. Matter of fact, as a caretaker to the next generation of NFL players that come behind you, it is your job to, to move the needle and push that contract a little further. So Lamar is doing what he's supposed to do. You're a quarterback. You have all the chips on your side as far as leverage. 
So, yeah, you try to get as much as you – and to the people who say, well, you need a quarterback on a rookie deal to win and all that other stuff, GMs get paid too. When you have a quarterback on your roster who you know in three years you're going to have to pay, adjust your roster accordingly. Adjust your drafts accordingly. Think about those things in long term. Like we give GMs like this, <laughs> we give them a get out of jail free card. Say, well, it's hard, man. You got to pay that guy. I'd rather have the guy and have to pay him and figure it out than be the team who can't find the guy. Ask the Jets how tough that is. That's the Colts. <laughs> I mean Ballard. Yeah, that's the Colts, right? Ball- Ballard's being crucified, and uh, he's still getting away with it from the owner for somehow here here locally. So it's yeah, totally agree uh, with so- that. Yeah, okay, so, so how is that going in Indy? Like, are people saying you should have been drafted somebody? Why are you doing this thing where you think you can just plug in a quarterback? Like, how are people speaking about it there? Uh, they are ready to put him on a crucifix and burn him at the stake for oh, two man. years now. Um, <laughs> people don't understand where he doesn't like – He loves. they said he likes to trade his draft picks too much. You have the cap space. He talks about cap space, cap space, and then – you don't spend the money, and you have the most cap room in, in the history or in the league for the year. And then he's like, "Well, we need to work on. We don't. We can get he, his quote. Nas, his quote preseason was, wide receivers are a dime a dozen, and we'll find somebody to put in there.' Well, mm. guess what? That wasn't the case. Uh, your offensive line, you overpaid for a. I will tell you, the fan base here is at its wits' end with Chris Ballard. And they're a little upset with Ursay what he's doing um, because he kept, Chapagano, he kept Chapagano one year too long, and they're keeping Ballard a year too long. You need to have a new GM come in with a new QB. I feel like he likes him too much, and it's good golly gee, let's keep Chris, see what he can do. That, that's Nah, nah, nah. What's up? He's blaming the general manager. Who signed the check? You're blaming Ursay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who got Jeff? Who? Yeah. Who? Wait a minute. Who got Jeff Saturday here? It wasn't. It wasn't Ballard. No, it wasn't. No, Ballard said it wasn't. That him. was. That was a and hot gave mess. Him an interview after the season, which was amazing. <laughs> but shout out to no, Chuck man. Pagano, Hall of Fame soundbite man. Like he is one of the greatest coaches for soundbites ever. He would just say ridiculous one-liners, and that junk would be hilarious. But yeah. it'd always be simple stuff. <laughs> But, yeah, you're right. Y'all, y'all I mean, kept them probably a year or two. Nas, long. what they're doing now, like, they've, I think they've had the most first-round interviews with head coaches that in the history of the league. They had 11 <laughs> first-round interviews. Um, and did. not a single one of them met with Jim Irsay. So it was all Ballard. And, and it's interesting now, we, the ra- second-round interviews was seven, down to seven candidates. It was supposed to start today, but we had a huge snowstorm here. Huge, quote, huge <laughs> snowstorm in Indy today. Saturday couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. It's just window dressing. He's following the. I, I hate to say this, I really do. I'm, I'm, I am damn sure that he wants to give it to Saturday. He just wished he had a better finish to the season right. instead of losing eight straight or whatever it was. He's following the Rooney Rule. He's he's interviewed. Majority of his people of his interviews have been African American coaches, so he's trying to overdo the Rooney Rule. That way, people get off mm-hmm. his butt. So when he says, "Hey, we're hiring Jeff Saturday," they can say, "Well, you were going to do that all the time." Well, no, no, no. We interviewed. We did, we thought we interviewed these eleven guys. I had I had seven or eight African American coaches. We're good. Mm-hmm. We're good. Yeah, yeah but, but that's but, but, all let's, I'm doing. Let's, 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 let's get into that for a second, though, because that that would actually be the opposite of following the rule. 
That would be circumventing the wounding rule by exploiting the loophole within it. You're exactly 100% right. The loophole within it is if you're calling somebody to come in for a job in good faith or not. So if you're just calling somebody a la Jerry back in the day when he called Sherman Lewis while he was on his fishing boat to kind of check the box and get it over with, then, yeah, you're exploiting the wounding rule and actually showing that the ruling rule is necessary because people don't want to treat other people right. They want to Correct. do what they've been doing. This even and, and this is the funniest part. We see Black Monday every year. We see changeover, turnover at the coaching position across the NFL in unprecedented levels, and yet mm-hmm. still they want to do the good old boy hiring system and, and just hire people from within what they know. Like if y'all really want to look up something, look up Sean McVay no, the McVeigh and the Gruden family history. You just look up this history of these two families who, this goes back to their grandfathers, who have hired each other at every stop along the way in their NFL careers and kept each other employed. And you just watch that tree start to unfold and get an idea about the nepotism and good old boy club that the NFL is. And, again, yep. I'm not saying that just because somebody's black they're going to be a good coach. Of course not. But you want, to, you want to draw from a deeper pool. You want to draw from as many candidates as possible to get the best one. But if you're only drawing from the small three-feet pool, guess what you get? Black Monday yep. every year where coaches get turned over. So, and, and the NFL said it perfectly in December when they sent out a memo to all the owners and said collectively they've spent over $800 million in salary on fired coaches and fired offensive executives over the last five years, $800 million. Dude, Roger Goodell is probably pulling his hair out. He's like, dude, I just want y'all to do right. If y'all just do right, I can get out of the way, and this will, you know, this will move on its own. But the fact that you guys are so unwilling to listen to anybody and all you want to do is hire your friends and your contacts, then we're going to keep having these problems. Like, I think Roger's been trying his best, but, again, He's their employee. He works for them, so all he can do is try to persuade. He can't make it. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Well, Nas, my man, it was a pleasure having you again. Continue to call in, buddy, yes, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Hey, anybody in Indy, better get your money in now on TJ McConnell. He's about to go crazy again, probably another triple-double. So get in there get your prop bets in. Easy money. I'm giving it away. There we go. Appreciate it. Thanks, Nas. Thanks, Carl. All right, John, that's our guy Nas calling in as always. Great, great dude, great caller. Um, speaking of bets, I'm going to have a transition there. Uh, AFC, NFC, AFC championship right now, John. It opened up at Chiefs minus three when it first opened the day of after the game as the NFC, uh, NFC uh, Cowboys game was going on. It's now Bengals minus one. Uh, I think it moved basically with the fact of the history between these two teams and the fact that Mahomes' injury wasn't too sure. I went in today and got Chiefs at plus one at home. I put money on it. Give me the Chiefs underdog at home with the best quarterback, Patty Mahomes. Uh, There's that. And then the NFC Championship is Eagles 49ers. Uh, Eagles are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Usually the home team gets three, so there is some buy a little bit on the 49ers in this game. I would like to put something on the 49ers, but like I said, Brock Purdy on the road. He hasn't played a good team on the road yet. Not right. sure what to think of it. Um, and the, the Eagles are hitting on all three cylinders of the game, offensive, defensively, and special teams. 
and it's a home game. Give me the Eagles. I think it's their year. I think it's Chiefs and Eagles. It's the Andy Reid game. Andy Reid versus <laughs> in the Super Bowl. I think that's the matchup uh, we're going to get. Wow, man. It's pretty It's pretty. It's pretty, pretty chalky, accurate there, Brad. You know. <laughs> no, nah, man, it's not. I like the Eagles as well, man. I just think it's going to be a, little, a whole lot closer than what people might think. That defense can travel, will travel. Uh, that defense is, 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 is happy to be here. Uh back at this position, and technically, Brandon, you might have a better quarterback than Garoppolo. Garoppolo probably won't be here next year. You know what I'm saying? Probably meaning like 98%. I know he resigned up or whatever, and they might keep him as insurance as a possibility as well, but, like, you got your quarterback right there. You got your quarterback right there. You're right back in, you know what I'm saying, position. So, um, well, let's see what I happens like... in this game here before we crown him the starting quarterback I... next year because – I have a feeling if TB12 comes from down in Florida there. No way. No uh, way. No way. Brandon, they can't. Or, they can't, no, or they, Aaron Rodgers from no, Green Bay. I think either one of them, they would say, oh, Mr. Purdy gets to the bench. Neither that's, that San Francisco, the San Francisco 49 scouting department is not dealing with. Dude, Aaron, man, you about to open a can of Aaron Rodgers. Who is he? Let's talk about him. Brandon, he ain't been good. Oh, man, the cheeseheads going to get mad. They're going to get mad, Brandon. 26 touchdowns, 26 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. I think that's what he did this year. Dude, it, is not, it has not been when they win the Super Bowl back in 2011, 2015. Yeah, they beat my Steelers. Sorry, Brandon. Anyway, they only got one Super Bowl. I'm not saying only like that. That's like, you know what I'm saying, you can just, you know what I'm saying, sell wolf tickets at it. But, like, no, it hasn't been – it hasn't been 45 and 8. I think that's just one of his best seasons where he threw 45 touchdowns and 8 interceptions. It hasn't been like that. Now, you can say anybody, as, as homie Nas, who, who, who tried to enlighten me, like you can enlighten a light bulb. He says it's all about who else you play with. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just teasing with Nas if he's still listening. I hope he is. But, like, no, it's all about who you play with. But, like, Aaron Rodgers, they gave the super bag, too, because they said it, it ain't about who you play with. It's about who played with me. He says these things to the, the brass of the of the front office, and that's why he got right. to make a deal. Well, right? he also he knows now he's saying that I need to they need to redo my contract if we're gonna if I'm gonna stay in Green Bay, right. it's gonna be redone to get more people there. How the frick can we do your? Oh my god! All right, now you want you want you ride out from uh, yeah. from the Raiders to come back? Stop it, man, dude! You you know what? There's no way. This is what I'm trying to tell you. There's no way that you don't hear this kind of mess out of San Francisco. They're not dealing with Aaron Rodgers' drama. That dude is a soap opera. He broke up with his girlfriend. I, I read it on my Yahoo People magazine. She was up there <laughs> commenting, like, dude, that's what he wants. He ain't about winning those Super Bowls no more. Can I, I give I you a uh... – Brandon, I'm glad the coach ain't got enough capital to get to, to, to talk to Green Bay. He ain't trying to win no Super Bowl. If they Can go I give you the Vegas five, he ain't winning no Super Bowl, dude. I've got the Vegas odds he, up on the Facebook Live page. Uh, the Packers are still the favorites at minus 125. Second are the Jets at plus 250. Third's the oh, Raiders. Yes. Third's the Raiders at plus 500. Fourth is the Colts mm-hmm. at plus 550. And then Tennessee <laughs> and then Tampa. Brandon, you know, you know the Jets, you can sell water to a well in New York. You can sell the Jets that, and they think they can get to the – they still couldn't beat the Buffalo Bills. They still couldn't so get out of to, their own I'm trying to picture that analogy. How about 
uh, so you can sell the Jets Oceanside property in Arizona. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. There we go. Absolutely. They would believe it. They would believe it. It's twenty six and ten, dude. It ain't getting no better. It's not getting no better. No matter who he plays with, because then we're gonna start blaming the receivers. Well, you should have ran left. I told you to run right. No, you didn't, Aaron. The place that go left. Well, let's think about it. He lost in the game. He already got Mike Mike McCarthy fired. Dude, Aaron Rodgers, stay stay in Green Bay, dude. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, Super Bowl winners odds right now. Uh, I think I've got the clip. Yep, there we go. Eagles right now lead the way at plus 240. Bengals plus 250. Chiefs plus 270. And the 49ers are plus 330 currently. So right now, Eagles. Go ahead. No, I had them. I had them going to the Super Bowl. The Eagles. I, on the other side, I got I got the Bengals going to the Super Bowl. Okay. I got them upset. I got them upset in Kansas City. Okay, perfect. Um, I want to look. We looked. We talked about Aaron Rodgers' futures. I want to bring up Brady's now. Brady's futures <laughs> on uh, him. When I was down there, John, for the week, uh, talk of town was that's that's it for Brady in Tampa. Um, right. He'll, he'll you know, go in somewhere else next year because the way the salary is with the team down there and who they got to resign and stuff, that it's not going to be financially feasible for doing that. Um, so where's next for Brady? The odds are, are showing still the Bucks at plus 150, but it also has the Raiders at plus 150. Um, obviously, the Josh, uh, the, the, the Josh McDaniel uh, connection there and the fact that Carr is no longer going to be the quarterback there. The 49ers are third at plus 750, the Dolphins at plus 900, and then the Jets at plus 1,000, and the Patriots at plus 1,200. Colts are 12th wow. on that list. But um, there is a chance that Brady, I can see him. My two choices, I think it's either going to be Vegas or it's going to be the 49ers. I really, really do. I think it's going to be one of those two teams. And if you're smart right now, I think you do the 49ers because look at, look at the teams that are left and the quarterbacks there. You don't have to go to the AFC where it's, where it's Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, Jackson, Herbert. I mean, not, you know, and you only have a couple years left, right? So if you go to the 49ers, you're going to be one of the top. So you're going to stay out west. You're going to be one of the top quarterbacks still out there. You're better than that. You got to think about what's, gonna, the, what's the reload the Rams going to look like. What's the uh, Rams are too far away, my man. It's, okay, it's going to be a couple right, I know, more years. I know everybody, well, I'm just saying they're going to heal up. They, they're not necessarily going to bring in, like, free agents or whatever. They're going to heal up because this year was basically like a, a, a year of them licking their wounds. You know what I'm saying? But, again, we also remember what's going on in Seattle. They have a, they have a boatload of picks. You know what I'm saying? I think they resigned Geno Smith as insurance policy, and they might yeah. go out and get one of these quarterbacks. These young quarterbacks, and they'll be throwing it up over They got, a, they still got a good defense. And if, you're Brady, if you're Tom, you're only looking a couple years, right? Max, he's already forty-five. John, go he home, play San Francisco. They yeah. don't. He, I mean, I'm not, how much? Like, they, they have a defense. They have wide receivers. They have an explosive running back and a hybrid with Debo. I don't know. He'll go in there. I don't know, bro. Give me Brady. I don't know. You know what? I'm going to put some money on the DraftKings now that Tom Brady will take snaps in, in San Francisco next year. I'm going to do it. You going to do it? I'm doing it. It's plus 900, I of course. That's 9-1. to one. 
Brandon, I know I know the ex-wife is seeing somebody else currently. I think Tom Brady loves football. I also think he loves his family. And this is where he is being torn apart at. Because his wife said, football or me, and she well, was serious. Tom's he, been dating you know that saying? one model down in Tampa. I, okay, I, but all I read some of the local Tampa the, articles about her. <laughs> yeah, this is all window dressing. You know what I mean? And I, I know this is the internet yeah. radio, so I ain't going to say that too crazy. Well, don't his parents live in California? It'd be a hell of a year for them to go to the games. Man. You stay if, in the, it you stay I don't, in the I, if it's not, if, I think it will never be the Jets. It will never, ever, no. ever be the Jets. 49ers. It will never pick. be. So, Man, maybe Miami. But retire. I think that Miami thing went out the window back when it got salty uh, with the fines and everything from the NFL. So, um, <laughs> moving on, John, Indianapolis Colts. We talked about it. Interviews. Seven, they're down to seven or eight candidates. Their first round of interviews. Uh, none of them met with Ursay. Second round of interviews is supposed to start today, but due to the weather, Jeff Saturday couldn't come and meet in person, which is baffling to me. Um, that a you knew this storm was coming in, so you should have been there in person. But if you're meeting in person, did, you've already met with him, right? Or you you you've had how many how many weeks? Oh, why wasn't his Jeff Saturday? You already know what's right, going why on. Why wasn't? Yeah, why wasn't his interview immediately after? Right, exactly. Um, or, or even two, Rams defensive or even coordinator Raheem Morris will have his second interview for the Colts job on Friday. Um, the okay. Indy search is now accelerating a bit. It's accelerating uh, per Albert Breer. So uh, uh, Raheem Morris will have his interview this Friday. Uh, the team wanted to be Evero Ivero. The Broncos defensive coordinator, he'll be having his second interview, I believe, tomorrow. And Dan Quinn, uh, Cowboys defensive coordinator, will be having his interview as well, uh, I think, Friday. They want to interview D'Amico Ryans from the 49ers defensive coordinator, but since the 49ers are still in it, uh, now it's the point where they can't interview any teams, any of the four final teams, Eric Bellinami, again, any of them. They cannot interview Mm -hmm. them now until after February 13th which is the day after the Super Bowl. Um, as of now, if you want to interview one of the top four teams left, you have to wait for your second interview or whatever till the 13th. I don't see the Colts wanting to wait that long, even though they said right. they would. I, I, it's not going to happen. Um, so you got Jeff Saturday, Dan Quinn, Ivro Evero, and uh, Raheem Morris um, to interview for that head coaching yes. position. Brandon, you know what it sounds like? Sounds like Jeff Saturday is going to be the head coach in one of these. Yep. Teams. And one of these other dudes has been coming in here flying by night. One of these defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators, whatever. Whether it's, I don't know. You, you mentioned Dan Quinn, you, um, Brian Callahan. It's, it's like man, it would be a get for me. But I, that's you know, what I mean, he, he ain't been one of the names they said to come back. He 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 got interviewed, but he didn't get a second interview. But again, right. Um, but it sounds like one of these. Sounds like one of these. Coordinator is going to be on the staff, maybe as an overpaid OC, DC. Who knows, man? But it sounds like Jeff Saturday is going to be the head coach. And I won't, I'm not going to fall out of my seat when they announce it. I agree. Totally agree. Uh, John, let's take <laughs> a couple ad reads. When we come back after the ads, we'll hit up some – the hoops, we'll hit the, the hardwood, college and pros. We'll hit those up as soon as we come back. Stay with us. Good. Crossroads Sports would like to thank Wiseman Logistics 
Their team is dedicated to the successful delivery of your packages. Services, domestic or commercial, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Call 877-744-6212 to set up your delivery. Thanks, Wiseman. You've changed thousands of diapers, cut off hundreds of crusts, played hours of peekaboo and duck-duck-goose because you'd do anything for your kids. That's why it's so important to protect them with life insurance from State Farm. State Farm Insurance agent Scott K. Nichols will help make it easy and affordable to help protect your family no matter what the future holds. Because for the people you do anything for, life insurance could mean everything. Call State Farm agent Scott K. Nichols in Indianapolis today at 317-243-3509. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I also want to thank our sponsor, Mavericks Custom Motorsports, where ideas are created and dreams are born, specialized in custom motorcycles, boats, slingshots, jeeps, and trucks, offering pickups, deliveries, and shipping worldwide. Check them out today, MaverickCustomMotorsports.com. Let them know Crossroads Sports sent you. All right, we are back. Thank you to our sponsors, all three of you. Could not do this without you. Um, JB, I want to say thank you to you for keeping the the boat afloat while I was out. You had great, great uh, Facebook conversations, great Instagram. I saw even some midweek updates, uh, the Joe Dumars conversation. Hey, I love it, love it, love it. Uh, couldn't get enough of it, so it was great, great to see. And, and your passion yeah, about the Joe Dumars thing, man. You want to talk about that real quick? No, nah, man. If anybody wants to check it out, man, we, we, we it's something we kind of already talked about here on, on the Crossroads Sports Show. It's just something. So, like, when you were while you were gone, uh, you know what I'm saying, you have to think about things, man, to try to keep the creative juices flowing, man. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knows Crossroads Sports, at least in this incarnation, is a two-man operation, man. And me and Brandon bring sports content from NBA, you know what I'm saying, so on and so forth, NFL, so on and so forth, man. But, like, with you go on hiatus or I go on hiatus, man, the show must go on, like Vince McMahon says, right? So um, I'm more, you know what I'm saying, you know, we everybody, you know what I'm saying, does Twitter or, you know what I'm saying, you know, does Twitter and Facebook or whatever, Instagram, you know I mean, those are the platforms we have, right? But, uh, yeah, man, our, our uh, it just, it just the opportunity was there, right? You know what I'm saying, you flirted with it. I flirted with it, man. It's it's a great tool to 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 get out information, to get out. You know, what I'm saying whether it's about uh, where me and you're going to be at, the, at our next game or whatever, whether it's at Butler or you know IUPUI or wherever, Purdue, whatever. You know, what I'm saying it's good. It's a good tool to get information out, man. But like, yeah, man, our uh, we we turned it up while you were gone. Heck, heck, even Brandon even snuck in a, a video or two there. So I encourage everybody listening to it right now, man. Go to the Crossroads Sports Instagram page, man. You know, what I'm saying check out the story. Uh, you can check out our sponsors as well, whether it's Mavericks Custom Motorsports. There's this links up there to, to check out the content that they have and, and all the, the things that they have for sale as well. Uh, Washington Logistics, they, they're constantly hiring at Washington because, like, the dude, the logistics business, my goodness, Brandon, it's, it's opening. Washington has opened up another facility you know, to, to, to be announced. But, like, again, yeah, all, our, all our sponsors can be found there. Scott K. Nichols State Farm Insurance, another one, can be can be found there. At our, our at our at our various socials, and but like I said, Instagram is probably like the most one that we kind of just like kind of just just like overindulge in. You know what I'm saying? We haven't me and Brandon are necessarily we haven't necessarily got into TikTok just yet. I can't you know what I mean, but it's coming right. But but no man, I encourage everybody to listen to this thing. Check check out the Crossroads Sports uh, Instagram page, man. A uh, lot of a lot of cool things. You know what I'm saying going on there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, but yeah, for sure, man. Like, but 
anyway, we glad that you're back, Brandon. So where you want to start at as far as college basketball or pro? Which one? Yeah, you, let's which talk one, college which, basketball. Okay. Let's talk the number one team in the country, the Purdue Boilermakers. John Newpoles came out. <laughs> Man, I got Boilermakers. I got back for that number one. one. Um, yeah. Right now, John, they're getting very close to. They're they're creating space, and there's a lot of parity right nah. now in college basketball. Right now, if you look yeah. at the standings and the rankings, even you've got. You know, Alabama and Houston there, but, I mean, you got Tennessee, Tennessee with three loss, Kansas State, two loss, Arizona, but Purdue 19-1, and one, they've, they've made ground. They've put themselves a little bit of a cushion in the conference. They're two games up on everybody else right now, currently in the Big Ten. Um, Painter even said the other day on a podcast I was listening to um, that he is baffled that they do rankings, how early they do the rankings and put preseason rankings out when people don't know basketball that's putting it out there says, oh, well, Peru lost the lottery pick guy. They don't have a, a running or a, a point guard here. Uh, well, let's put him as not ranked. They're going to be not ranked. Like, who, the rankings, and he's, we've mentioned this, that the rankings don't really need to come out until later on, I would say January at the earliest, um, oh, wow. to give yourself <laughs> true rankings for basketball. But Purdue's now back to number one in the country again. 19 and 1, mm-hmm. they're 8 and 1 in the conference. They have a two game lead up on Rutgers, Michigan, and Northwestern. Huge game tomorrow for Purdue. They take on at Michigan um, there. But Boilermakers, Zach Eady, this team, they're fine away. I watched them. They were on the TV when we were at dinner down in Florida, and that was when they put the huge thumping on Minnesota. Big thumping on Minnesota. Uh, my God. Big, big thumping. They, they, I mean, but yeah, how about them Boilermakers? Yeah, man, they lost one game. I actually made a video about them pre pre uh, before the game when they beat Maryland. That was another close one, man. I think I think why if we were talking about another team, Brandon, a Duke or North Carolina, somebody. I'm, I'm not trying to rub this in anybody, nobody's face, man. Somebody, a, a team, a program that's won a national championship. You know what I'm saying? I think there would be more buy-in with Purdue. But here's what's crazy, though, Brandon. Here's what's crazy, and I know you know this, man. Like, there's no other team in Big Ten history that has more Big Ten championships than Purdue. Mm-hmm. You know, so what does that translate? What does that mean? That means they, they go to the they go into the tournament. With, and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying they don't come with that. With, they don't say that arrogantly. I'm saying it arrogantly for them. They're going to the tournament. They have a number one seed already locked up. We just don't know if it's number one overall. But we know it's right. the number one seed. They're going to be number one. They're probably going to be the number one team in the Midwest. Because there's, there's nobody else in, the, in their region that's playing well, if you look at it, besides Correct. Kansas maybe. But that's it. Right. There's no Villanova. Right. So there's no right. Carolina. Kansas, right. Kansas, no right. Kansas has had a slide here late. But, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, like, no, Purdue plays the old, old-fashioned way, outside in. Um, they had, they, they, their reserves take a high-quality shot. Everybody plays defense. Everybody's committed to, to winning. You know what I'm saying? Um, could it be more sexy? Yeah. Could, could, could Mason Gillis average more, t- like, 10 points? He's averaging, like, seven. Sure. Could Caleb first? They need more output, you know what I'm saying, uh, scoring out of him. Absolutely. But when you look at what's – the, what's the one kid? Fletcher. Um, yeah. What's his name, Brandon? Fletcher. Fletcher Lawyer. Fletcher Lawyer, yeah. yeah he, lawyer. I mean, he's, if, if he was a – I mean, oh, my goodness, Brandon. Yeah, he's just a freshman. But he's the second leading scorer right now. So it, they, the reason why it's close, they, they had these close games because they and they were always in it because I think sometimes they get a little gas looking and not gas from like they, they don't have any legs or anything. They're just looking for like offense. Like they 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 play that hard, and that's what you want out of your college basketball team. 
I get it, man. It's not pretty. Zach Eady, you know, it's seven foot two, three, whatever the heck it is, but it's efficient now to the point where they allow him to have turnovers, but it's not like they don't trust him to go back into that. Like, dude, he's a walking double-double machine. If you had said two years ago Zach Eady was going to the NBA, man, people would be like, man, what NBA are you talking about? Right now, that's not necessarily something that you can just say, oh, nah. Zach E will get his name called. I think he gets his name called late late first round, maybe second round. I really do. Let me let me because, ask you this. Like, go ahead. Because it was brought up on a uh, a radio show this morning I was listening to. If Zach Eady wasn't at Purdue, say he was in Europe playing, mm-hmm. wouldn't he be wouldn't they be all over him right now saying this guy's gonna be a top five pick? I don't know. I don't know, Brandon, because just like how we're going to pick on uh, Trey Jackson Davis here in a little bit when we talk about IU, it's not really necessarily from the outside. Like, it's like it's still like the question marks for him going to the next level would be yes, man. When he gets in the paint, it's, it's two points. And yes, man, when he gets to when he does get foul, he shoots. I think he shoots in the, like in the low seventies. Yeah, yeah so he that's pretty. That's, yeah, that's that's pretty good. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to get rebounds, and you can see that he can get up and down the floor. What you're going to – what what problematic he might be is, like, in space. What does that look like? Can he can he defend in space when when, when centers and power forwards kind of pull him out from the block? You know what I'm saying? Offensively, though, I, offensively they, they know he can play. I don't – but, like, but again, and <laughs> like I said, space and also um, him necessarily clogging the lane on offense. That that might be that might, that could be issue for him too. But like I think he can play. But I don't necessarily think they would be talking about oh wow, you know what I'm saying just yet. Not necessarily uh, if he if he played from over, like overseas or something like that. I don't necessarily think so. But I think he's NBA talent uh, for sure. Now, yeah, um, and I guess we need to start doing this because uh, we're talking NBA. We got the. Obviously, the NBA is going on. We're going to have the draft here soon, but we got to do our, our, our lottery simulations, right, for uh, for everything. <laughs> and we already know the number one and number two players. It's pretty it's pretty simple. And, uh, Victor uh, Wimbanyama and Scoot Henderson going to go one, two. But we got to keep it going for our Indiana. Right now, uh, with the 14th pick in the 2023 NBA draft, they have the Indiana Pacers take select Bryce Sensabaugh, freshman, small forward, Ohio State. Averaging oh, wow. 26, really? Averaging 26 and 8. Man, there's going to be a um, lot of young guys, man. It's crazy, man. There's still, Brandon, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of still upperclassmen or like that junior level talent yeah. is still out there. Uh, when I think about – uh, some of the AC, I know a lot, a lot of people not necessarily paying to the ACC right now. I think Miami is Miami is leading. The University of Miami is leading the ACC. I do believe in in in, in like I, the, that in that conference. Go ahead. Can I tell you who I was? I've been watching a lot lately. I've been watching Alabama play, and when I watch Brandon Miller, the freshman, six nine, two hundred, mm-hmm. uh, he's going to have a good NBA career. Um, you think so? Yeah, D, yeah, Decal, we're taking calls. Um, he's going to have a great NBA career. And watching some of his Alabama games, you know who he reminds me of? And you, you can call me crazy, but I want you to go back and watch some of his highlights and then go back and watch the highlights of this guy when he was at Fresno State. He is a young Paul George. I'm telling you, the highlights, oh, wow. 
the athleticism, the body build is exact same of Paul George, this Brandon Miller kid. Um, Brandon Miller, okay. They have him going third right now in the draft. To, uh, right now it's at D- to Detroit. But he's averaging 20, 21 and 9. The dude's body, his playmaking ability, his athleticism is comparison to a young Paul George. I just think that – I just saw and I had to say something about it. I need to watch more of Amen Thompson and Asur Thompson. They play for that overtime elite in the G League. So I haven't really mm-hmm. watched them, but they're twin brothers. Both of them are six, seven, two hundred pounds. Um, mm-hmm. They have them going four and five in the draft. So I need to need to get looking Wait, at dude, them. More. Brandon, Brandon, you already know I, I do deep. I do the deep college guys, man. Like I was saying, yeah. man, Mashburn Jr. Mashburn Jr. out here in New Mexico, killing it. Uh, Mike Davis' son up in Detroit Mercy, killing it. Uh, Armando, last one. Armando Babcock, he just broke uh, Tyler Hansborough's all-time rebound record in North Carolina. So there's still college-level guys that we're probably going to see. I'm not saying these dudes are going to be lottery picks, man, but these are guys that they're still going to make rosters and still make impacts at some point. And still, right now they're still having, you know what I'm saying, impacts on their, on their college season. Yeah, totally agree. Um so Purdue, obviously, number one. We've talked about them. They're going to have a tough one in yep. Michigan coming up. Let's talk Indiana Hoosiers, John. Hoosiers that should have – they have one tonight. No Mike Woodson coaching because of COVID. Hoosiers 13-6. It looked rough for them, but now they've started to find their way. They've won three in a row. Race Thompson is back. Uh, Minnesota's going to be without their top two leading scorers, and they're actually going to have only six players to play tonight. Uh, Minnesota is. So, you would think I usually go up to Minnesota, get themselves an easy win. Minnesota's one and seven in the conference. Um, mm-hmm. But the Hoosiers, they're at Minnesota. They're home this Saturday against, uh, or Sunday against Ohio State. And then they go to Maryland. They, then they bring the number one Boilermakers to town on the 4th of February. Hoosiers got together a big quality win. They won by double digits against Wisconsin at home. They won by double digits against Illinois. And they won by double digits against. Yep. State, they're they're they're, they're trending yep. the right way now. They, on the they needed it. They needed it coming out those two losses against Penn State, Northwestern. You know what I'm saying? They needed it. And then like people were kind of people were saying Trace Ashton Davis in the NBA. How the hell do you see that? You know what I'm saying? Now he's had a hell of a three game run where he's like averaging damn near thirty some points a game. But we can't. I mean, like Brandon, I think he he, he has improved his chances of getting drafted, getting selected, whatever. Um, but that's not – it's not – like, dude, they got to get to the tournament. That That is what Indiana – Indiana has got to get back to the tournament and, like, you know what I'm saying, they even got to start thinking, like, they got to be Purdue, sweet Purdue. Because, like, this is – Indiana basketball, We this is not – how, how long are we going to have to keep on kicking the tires and hoping, like, hey, man, hey, we got – we got 22 and 11. They called our name on Selection Sunday because we won one big tournament game and we're back. I'm not. I'm not here to poo-poo what Trace Jackson Davis has done, man. You know what I'm saying? As far as this, in this three-game little microcosm that we've seen, man, it's very impressive, man. But it looked like mm, last year in the tournament because we did, they didn't have a long. You know what I'm saying? They had a play-in game and then they had a a, a, a bounce out, right? And he came back and the whole campaign. Brandon, the whole campaign, like over the summer, was like, how can we make Trace Jackson? Davis get back into get to back into the NBA talk. I'm like, man, wait a minute. I thought Indiana was supposed to get back into the. It was sending mixed messages for me. Indianapolis get back to the Final Four. The kid was saying the same. He was saying some similar things. Like we need to get right. back to the Final Four, and I need to improve my game. But I'm like, man, the Final Four is where you want to be. So anyway, man, 
Brandon, they've done because they they reacted to losing. So yeah. there was some there was some coaching there. You know what I'm saying? Northwestern and Penn State, Brandon, they come on. That used to be like games you automatically mark up as wins. Now I don't know. Again, they went on this three game streak. Looks like they're gonna keep on streaking till they play Purdue, and then you know we all know all hell's gonna break loose because that's rivalry week, right? But what I'm what I'm trying to say, Brandon, is like. Those two losses are going to look. I mean, I don't know. Are they going to hold them back if they have a bad loss in the, in, in the tournament? Like let's, let's say they don't. Let's say they get to the, the Big Ten tournament and lose. What does that look like from like a quad? Like you know, the Northwestern and Penn State. Those those have got to be. Even though they're, I think they like one point loss or two point loss, something like, something crazy like that. But those those are bad losses. I don't care how you slice it. Because well, those teams, you Northwestern was one. Penn State was nineteen. Okay. Iowa was Man. two. So. Okay. Well, I was going to make the tournament. Yeah. I was going to um, make the tournament. But, that, but, 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 Brandon, you know what? This year, the Big Ten can't be arrogant is what I'm trying to say because I don't they think. They have one team ranked uh, in the whole top 25. Right. So, seven teams is not going to the Big Ten tournament. I mean, going to the NCAA tournament this year. I think. Well, you just said Iowa was, was, and right now they are. Ninth, are are they ninth? They got them ninth, so they got to yeah. win. A, they got to. They're, they're tied I, with I, Wisconsin I, and Indiana. Okay, so they so again, like I said, man, somebody's gonna have to start winning. So we dial with the regular. Hey, John, Northwestern loss is not a bad loss. Northwestern's thirteen and five. They're four and three in the conference. They're fourth. Northwestern got a good I mean, year. I know. Well, we haven't had that show, but I don't man, they ain't played nobody in their preseason. They had some cup I mean for they had some cupcakes for Northwestern. Can you believe that? <laughs> but but listen, Brandon, I think that there I think there's been a a a shift. I think there's gonna be more Big Twelve teams that get in their tournament this year than Big Ten teams. Big twelve? Let me bring up while you're talking, I'll bring Not up Oklahoma. There. Not Oklahoma, because Oklahoma is having a bad season. Not Oklahoma. But Kansas, yeah, Kansas State. Iowa State, Iowa State, fifteen and four, Kansas State, seventeen and three, Texas, seventeen and three, TCU, sixteen and four, Baylor, fifteen and five, and Kansas, sixteen and four. That's six teams in the Big Twelve ranked. Yeah, if if six teams for the Big Ten get in, it'd be right. It'd be right at six. I don't know if Michigan is getting in. Yeah, that's all your teams because Oklahoma State's eleven and nine. Uh, right. But yeah, the rest of it's. Eleven and nine, eleven and nine, eleven and eight, ten and nine. They're not getting in. It's yeah, that's your six. Let's get in from the Big Twelve. By ACC, yeah. I mean Clemson Tigers. Clemson, I think seventeen I, and four, I, nine and one. I think Clemson gets in, man. They got a they got a player. Yeah, I off, hope man. so. Not seventeen and four. Virginia, yeah, Tony in. Bennett's squad Miami. ranked seventh, fifteen and three. Yep. Miami, sixteen yep. and four. Yep. Um. Duke, rough year, fourteen and six, five and four in the conference. Yep, transitional year. Um, what do we got to do, man? Butler Bulldogs, eleven and ten, three and seven in the third to last. They should have They should have hired Sean Miller. They should have hired Sean Miller. <laughs> I'm sorry. They 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 went back in the past and. I know, I know Tanner. I know Tanner, the homie. I know he's listening. If he ain't, he'll be listening later. But uh, I know he went to a game recently, and he thinks 
he has he thinks there's a little bit more hope and light at the end of the tunnel, man. It, it's not pretty. They lost us by thirty. They yeah. lost by thirty. Did they by to, was that the Providence? That's no the UConn. Excuse me, to UConn. And UConn's good, but it ain't. That you would think you like you lose the thirty, man. Who was out there? Rip Hamilton and uh, Jesus Shuttleworth. They had everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Playing that game. No, they didn't. But uh, no, nah, man. Butler. What are we gonna do? Man, they they better hope they get some NIL recruits next year. John. John so I'm looking at uh, Joe Lenardi's bracket. First bracket. The second bracket mm-hmm. has come out now. Um, he has ten teams from the Big Ten. Stop it. Maryland? Ten teams, eight from the Big Maybe. 12, seven the ACC, five in the SEC, five in the Big East, three Mountain yeah. West, three Pac-12, two American, and one WC or two WCCs. Ten in the Big Ten. I can't, I can't see it. Uh, Purdue, Iowa. Give me a second. I'm going through them right now. Michigan State, oh, they're gonna have Ohio State. They're going to have, have sub-500 records. Well, I mean, right now they're sub-500, but some of them. But, I mean, Illinois, uh, Wisconsin, Indiana. Ooh, they have Indiana against Oral Roberts. 5-12 matchup. That will scare some Hoosier fans. Bring back some memories. Rutgers. Uh, Northwestern's a play-in against Arizona State. My Maryland is eleven seed as well, and I, um, I forgot yeah. about that. That was my sixteen. Thank you. I thought it was my sixteen. Yeah, yeah, and Penn State. Penn State's also in the play-in twelve against Kentucky. There's Kentucky no way. Twelve seed, John. That's Tell because me. of the old name brand. That's because of the name brand. But they they went on a they went on a they went on a win streak. They did go on a win streak too. They 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 reacted. Uh, Cal probably had the coach probably had to coach his little ass off that week, and uh, he got, he he got he got his team to react to some wins, man. But that team, I would you could, I couldn't put no money on Kentucky anything. Let me ask win. you this: Who needs it more this weekend? Because you have Kentucky versus number nine Kansas, national television. Kansas, Kansas needs that. Baylor Baylor call him sleeping. Kansas needs that. Um, just so they can they can stay in the top ten and be relevant. I mean, because they'll still be relevant, but they want that to, rough. You know, they, they, want, they want to get back into. Doesn't matter. They want to get back into, uh, you know, one C, two C conversation as far as the tournament is concerned. Okay. Uh, if I'm looking at them right now, both of them are averaging 75 points a game. They're both giving up 66, 46 percent for uh, Kansas from the field, 45 Kentucky. Rebounds are the same. Assists are the same. Blocks are the same. Kansas lost three in a row. Kentucky's won four in a row. They're streaking. So. I think it's going to be a good Saturday night, uh, 8 p.m. Uh, I will not be watching. I'll be watching the Rumble. Um, we'll talk about it here shortly. But, yeah, Kansas <laughs> and Kentucky, uh, that's going to be a good one. Uh, John, switching over gears to NBA real quick. we got about 30 minutes left in the show. Pacers, yep. a little bit of a slide since Tyrese Halliburton went down with his injury at Madison Square Garden. Um, they came back, got a win last night against the Bulls after a horrific first quarter. Uh, the first quarter tonight against Orlando started out town 10 nothing. So uh, Pacers going to be a little bit of a struggle. They're one game below 500 right now. But uh, the rumor mill is going around, John. You know, now the Pacers are interested in possibly trading Buddy Heald and or Chris Duarte, which we've talked in the past. Heald we'd love to keep, but he's a good value if you do need to trade him for something. Right. Duarte, right. his time unfortunately has probably ran out here in Indiana shooting horribly. 
injuries, not a very clogged uh, number two and number three uh, position here in Indiana. So not going to be very many minutes for him. So looking for him to possibly be gone. And the Miles Turner contract saga, him turning down the contract extension. uh, I think it's almost now that, hey, if, if that's hardball for, and we talked about it with DCOP previously, if that's hardball for him to try to work out another contract, Pacers brought theirs to the table. Now he's going to bring his to the table. We'll see. Or it's him just saying, hey, listen, man, we've, we've done our time. It's time for us to part ways. Then the Pacers need to find a trade for him to get some kind of value right now you're getting out of him. Because he's having his best year. Yeah, you don't want to necessarily, you don't want to necessarily give Miles Turner away. Um, but what what I know of NBA contracts, Brandon, it, it, it's it's a fair deal. Miles Turner has never sniffed an All Star game. Miles Turner has never sniffed a, a NBA All First Team or Second Team. So how can Miles Turner even ask or even think that the twenty two million dollars per year that he would be making after next year, after making eighteen million dollars this year, after also he would get another $19 million just for signing the contract. So we, so he would basically be making like $39 million this year. If he signed the extension, he would make $39 million this year and then $22 million, you know what I'm saying, going further. However, however many years the term of the contract. Right. Right. We know, we know Miles Turner to be a seesaw. The people of Indiana and the Pacer fans know Miles Turner to be a seesaw. I had 12 points tonight. But I, I but I had 33 points two nights prior, and the team needed me to score 33 points t- tonight against Jokic or Embiid or Giannis or Giannis or somebody, and I didn't do it. But he show up, he'll still have a good stat line. Oh man, he blocked five shots. Oh man, Miles got ten six rebounds, eight nine rebounds, man. Oh man, Miles is six three, man. Oh, but lose. like he, but see, Miles is talking about he wants to be paid like an all star, but you've never even been to the all star game, so. Brandon, it's frustrating for me, man, because he's a homegrown talent. They clearly like him because they've let everybody go except for him. Paul George is gone. Pedro Depot is gone. Sabonis is gone. Everybody he ever played with is gone. And now he's in a system playing with guys where it kind of matches his talent. And he wants to leave. He wants to bulk at the contract. Can't help him, man. Can't help Legoland. <laughs> you can't help Legoland. You can only just help buy more Legos and maybe you know, it goes somewhere else, man. I don't know. If I was Miles Turner, I don't think they really want to trade him, though, Brandon. I think they really like him as a person, but from business is going to get in, in the middle of it, and yep. the person is going to end up with somebody like Obi Toppin or something in return. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sorry. Yeah. But that's, that's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be, man. Um, uh, the Pacers, I don't understand this Jekyll and Hyde system of – being up 10, being down 20, and then winning that day. I mean, but you just like the end result if they win, right? But that streak of them losing when they lost like four in a row, something like that. Seven, damn it. I underplayed it. Seven in a row, man. That was like shades of last year. Nobody wants that. Nobody in the Circle City wants shades of last year or anything uh, anything remotely uh, pretending to be the year before when we had a coach who didn't necessarily fit what the hell anybody wanted, you know what I'm saying? But, like, no, nah, man, they're back They're back in business, man. Ugh, you, you would want to try to keep Buddy Hill. They they speak – I mean, they, they, they do. They speak very proudly of him. But, like, again, business kind of gets into that way. And, like, you know, more more playoff-hungry teams who are at the top of the food chain need shooter. They they need a guy like Buddy Hill. And he's, he's kind of wanting to go there because, like, 
he he wants to play an extended season. You know what I mean? So um, it when it happens, when it happens, I, it's probably a high more probably high, my personal opinion, but it's probably more high probability that Chris Duarte and Buddy Hill leave before Miles Turner. Um, just because it, it, it has happened before where they let players just kind of walk away, you know what I'm saying? But um, the Pacers, because I don't think the Pacers are going to outbid themselves, not in that regard. But I think we're going to definitely uh, Buddy Hill. If there's a deal out there for Buddy Hill and, and Christian Rarte to, for the Pacers to get, like, any type of assets back, whether it be expiring contracts which, so they can have flexibility financially to bring in another free agent or something, or they can get a, sec, a, a, a late first or second rounder, I right. say go for it as far as the Hill and Durant is concerned. Um, just because they're polarizing, and he's having a hell of a season this year. Um, <laughs> they're, they're making their way. But uh, the Lakers, John, LeBron James, he had 48 last Monday. He had 37 on Sunday. He had 46 last night. Um, I know they had a loss last night against the Clippers. But we're trying to keep the Lakers afloat in the playoffs. Till AD gets back, they just went out and traded and got Rui Hachimura. I don't think it's enough mm-hmm. for them to get where they want to go this year. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But um, no. I think they still got to make think, some moves. Think, yeah, I think AD plays tonight. Um, is he going to play tonight? I know LeBron is yeah. questionable, and he's day to day with an ankle. But yeah. I don't know if he's going to do a back to back tonight. But they need him to play if they're going to have a chance to make the playoffs. You know. Yeah, there's another deal coming. They just got to get all the parties to agree to it. Um, I've heard McBucket's going to the Lakers. Uh, you know, because he's played for I've the also Pacers. Heard I've heard Bogdanovich. Yeah, I've, yeah. But, you know what I'm saying? Get moved around. There's going to be some lesser. There's, there's no – unless, like, something crazy, you know, there's still, like, smoke there in Atlanta with Trey, with Trey um, Young and, and the coach. Because it's still kind of weird to have two point guards in the backcourt. You know what I'm saying, Brandon? Like, why right. did they bring DeJounte Murray over? You know what I'm saying? Yes, DeJounte Murray can play shooting guard, but, like, he's a, he kind of – him and kind of Trey Young, they're not necessarily the same guy. I, you know, say Trey Young's a gunner. But unless one of those guys is really, like, pissy about being there, they're just kind of, like, there to, to, to like, wait. There's really no – there's really – except for John Collins. There's really no swing for the fence that's kind of trades out there right now. There's going to be – like, Jay Crowder's definitely going to get moved, finally, especially with the Phoenix Suns being sold. Um, uh, the guy, what's his name? He used to play for uh, Robinson. He used to play for Michigan, now plays for Miami Heat. He's going, his contract's probably going to get – yeah, Duncan Robinson. He's, he's, his contract's probably going to get moved at some point. In Westbrook, Westbrook's probably going to get moved at some point. It's just, like, where and to who – uh, is kind of like the question marks right now. The question marks are all kind of pointing somewhere in between San Antonio, Oklahoma, yep. <laughs> and Orlando is where some of these players are going to kind of – and then L.A. L.A. is going to be some Atlanta pot for some guys as well. Let me ask you this, uh, just because I saw it when I was on vacation. I was actually watching the game the night that it happened, and and we love our pop culture as well with everything. Um the Shannon Sharp thing, man. I I, and I I feel like John Morant's dad's trying to be relevant, and he's not. Like he's trying to be famous himself and look like Usher. I mean, he looks like Usher's twin. He does. But right, 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 right. What was your whole take on that Shannon Sharp fiasco, man? I, I, I thought Isn't it was a bad look. Man. I thought it was a bad look, man. One, I'm, I'm glad Shannon did come out 
and yeah. apologize. But they these NBA guys and NFL guys, like they gotta they gotta understand the media, and and this is us included. If you give the media any little bit of juice, yep. they're gonna they're gonna try to they're gonna try to juice it. So Dylan Brooks and the rest of the players and whatnot were chiming back and forth with Shannon because Shannon is on a highly popular TV show that talks about them, you know, saying every day in segments. And I get it. These guys got to go around their town or whatever. And, and but like, an average Joe. <laughs> why are you worried about it, though? You know what I'm saying? Why are you worried about what Shannon and Skip say or Stephen A say? Or, or why am I shouting out those folks? Why are you worried about what John Burst are? Because you are. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they chime in. I mean, it got it got it started, and then and then and then Shannon. We must remember. Uh, he, well, he he forgot that he's he, a talker. You know what I'm saying? Some of the things, some right that. Yeah. Well, he's a king shit talker. Always has been. Right. But he forgot that. You know what I'm saying? When he, you know, dude, you also just a paying person. You know, you, you don't. You're not part of the action. You know what I'm saying? So from like a sports entertainment like WWE, I don't know why Vince ain't called Shannon. Because, like, dude, I would have had right. that dude on the first day. Man, we, this dude got a lot of heat. But from a, like, we, but we know there's a there's a split difference between sports entertainment and real sports, man. Right, and that right. was over the line, over the top. Shannon was wrong. He came out looking better because we knew the apology was coming. Shannon, man, Shannon Swart is real smart. And that was all. I think some of that was definitely plotted. You know what I'm saying, but right. and they and they, and the Memphis Grizzlies just fell for the bait, man. Because it, they got to be the they the most talent. Brandon, when you get a chance to look at them the rest of this year, most talented team you ever want to see, definitely. You know what I'm saying, right? But un, undisciplined, unproven, undisciplined. unproven, too. unproven, and 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 man, and and this is embarrassing. This is the second time. And, and uh, even uh, said he ain't done nothing. And and, yeah. and actually, there was a YouTube or not YouTube, a TikTok video. Of them at the free throw line. I don't know if I send it to you or not, but them at the free throw line talking shit to LeBron, and LeBron was just tired of hearing it. And he's like, "Who are you? You ain't done nothing." And then the next day, LeBron got the ball and just dunk faced on him. <laughs> yeah, I seen it. I seen it, man. But yeah, uh, and this is not the guy, man. I like the greedy guys. I like the energy, the young energy that they bring. Again, they are ultra, ultra talented, led by John Morant. But like, and, and again, Shannon. Went and apologized. I hope they can just put it back because, like, man, it's a black eye that nobody wants to see. Nobody wants to see sportscasters fighting with basketball players. Yeah, absolutely. Um, want to switch gears real quick, John? World professional wrestling. While it was also out, um, the news we got one evening. I guess it was on a Wednesday, Wednesday night. I was we were just sitting down to dinner. Um, yeah. Jay Briscoe from Ring of Honor, John, really known. Was six man tag team champions, thirteen time mm-hmm. Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champion with the Briscoe Brothers. Uh, Jay Briscoe passed away in a car accident. John, I know you're really big on the Ring of Honor side and seeing him. I got to see some of his stuff. I knew of him. I've seen his work. Uh, his brother's wrestling tonight on TNA or a TNA. Oh God, AEW tonight. So I'm gonna check out that match. But what was your thoughts, uh, you know, obviously with the Jay Briscoe thing and kind of what he meant to the world of professional wrestling? Man, he meant a whole lot to the world of professional wrestling for, for the simple fact that they never they never worked as an over team in the WWE. Like, everybody everybody knows WWE is a sense of accomplishment. Like, you get on WWE TV, everybody knows you. 
right? But they kind of carved their own, for whatever reason why they haven't been on anybody's television, you know what I mean? They kind of carved their own little way out. They've they wrestled in Japan. They've wrestled all across the United States. They've wrestled all across, the, you know what I'm saying, the world, Mexico, you name it, all across the world. Um, it's just those, this, those, that weird thing when professional wrestling do, like, you know, say they're constantly on the move. You seemingly all on the airplane, in a car, in a train, in a van, and like man, this is not the first time we've kind of heard anything like this where a professional wrestler was involved in a car accident. And like I know his family, his daughter was there. She was in the car with him. I know she at some at some point, some point, because uh, the homie Danny Limelight again, dude who comes on our shows connected to the professional wrestling world, had had said that uh, kind of you know as a news source because like all those dudes know one another. Right, you know what I mean. He said uh, said that he sent out information, you know, saying saying that she had got feeling back in her legs, man. But like that's how serious of a car accident that they that Jay Briscoe was in, man. And you know, what I'm saying it's just you know for anybody listening, you know, what I'm saying to the show, man, go check out the Briscoes, man. They are a wild bunch. It's like a it's like Hillbilly Jim meets Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They are they are they are you know what I'm saying a great tag team, you know what I'm saying, kind of like old school mentality, man. And it would have been great to see them on a, on a super big stage. Like, they, they have been on AEW, you know what I'm saying, programming, Ring of Honor programming, you know what I'm saying, Brandon. They have been on Impact Wrestling, NWA Wrestling, Billy Cork is in NWA Wrestling, man. But it's just like another – it definitely, definitely hit to the wrestling world, wrestling world because I think they were start, just starting to get some of whatever yeah. was kind of holding them back for being on mainstream TV. It was yep. just, it was getting ready to get over, and they were getting ready to get a, a, a moment to to be on mainstream TV. But they're gonna get their moment tonight. You know what I'm saying? His brother's gonna be there uh, fighting Jay Lethal. Uh, I haven't watched Brandon. I'll be honest with you, I haven't watched AEW in quite some time. Man. I haven't either. Ever since it got, yeah, ever since it got real like circus with CM Punk and the yep. Young Bucks and like man, I, I stopped watching it, man, because like they they were running a clown show. But I'll watch tonight. Uh, just because I respect those performers, all of them, and I definitely respect the uh, the Briscoe. And Jay Lee was one of my favorites, but, but I definitely respect the Briscoe brothers, so I'm definitely going to watch tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal tonight on AEW. Um, and actually today, today would have been Jay Briscoe's uh, 39th birthday today. So right. um, crazy that, you know, with our show tonight as well, and it's uh, he was a week away from his 39th birthday. So uh, mm-hmm. rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. Um, hopefully tonight, I know his brother and Jay Lethal, they'll put on a show. We'll check it out on, on uh, AEW. Um, also this week, John, it's time. <laughs> it's one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year. It's the Royal Rumble, John. Vince McMahon, back in 92 when he was like that, The Undertaker, Pat Patterson, Roddy Piper, Hulk Hogan. You can call out these names. The Royal Rumble is this week. I've really, 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 really liked the way they produced Raw 30 this past week with uh, bringing people back and some of the matches they had. I I will say this till the cows come home, John. I think the long storyline that they've been doing here with Sammy Uso. Sammy Uso, you like that? Sammy Uso with, mm-hmm. uh, with the way the Uso family, the tribal chief with – how they've been – this has been going on since August. And the way they did the tribal court with Jey Uso coming in and saving them, and they've had their own beef, and they had their own film for it. 
and then now how it's going to play into the Royal Rumble this weekend, the final test. And then, like, there's there's just so much. Is Sammy going to win the Rumble? Is I mean, we have Cody Rhodes coming back. Is Cody Rhodes going to win the Rumble? Is The Rock going to be in the Where's, Rumble? What is going to happen? There's so much going wild. on here. Even with Vince McMahon right. coming in back into the damn company. Right. right. This is back. We don't know if it's going Saudi Arabia. We don't know if Tony Khan's <laughs> Comcast. Good Lord. Comcast. CNN. C-SPAN. Trump might buy. I don't know. AEW. You know Shit. The Khan <laughs> right. right? So, so like, what do you like, think of Rumble this weekend? Good card shaping nah, up. Man, Logan, Logan Paul. Somebody said it in the comments, man. Logan Paul's probably going to win the Royal Rumble. Stop it. He ain't going to win. He'll, he'll put on a good show. I don't think he's going to win. I think it's down to two people. I think they're going to go. I think they're going to go. Cody Rhodes with the win, which that'd be the most cliche one, which everybody would say, okay, yeah, this sets up his road to WrestleMania. But I think there's a way. Also, it could be Sami Zayn to where. Wow. Sami Zayn it sets him up, and where Roman's like, hey, you know the right thing to do. It's to go after. <laughs> It's to not go for your title match. It's the time to travel Steve. And then Zane does that. Or there is some weird trickery that happens in the Rumble to where Sami Zayn um, – well, how did I say that? Because I had it all written down how I thought it would play out. Where somehow – the Rock would be in the final, whatever. He'd come out as number thirty. He would be. Everybody would love it. The Rock. And somehow oh, he God. gets. So he comes down. Roman Reigns comes down to the ring, right? Mm-hmm. Comes down to the ring where the Rock is, and he distracts the Rock or whatnot, just to like, hey, he doesn't want the Rock to win because he knows deep down you'll see it. Like he's panicking that the Rock's in the final, whatever. Sami Zayn <laughs> proves himself. The final test throws him out. So Sami Zayn would win, right? Yeah, you're there. And then at Elimination Chamber, The Rock oh, wow. would be one of the Elimination Chamber matches as well for the for the whatever title you want it to be. Brandon, um, the, the problem Rock is in the Elimination Chamber not happening. Yeah, but listen, listen, you're, listen. Somehow, somehow Roman Reigns loses would lose his title before oh, WrestleMania. Wow. To where it would be the Rock would cause it. The Rock would cause him to lose. That way it would set up a singles match between the Rock and Roman Reigns. No title on the line. The titles are split because the secondary title will be – I think the championship match at WrestleMania is going to be Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins for the title with a wing belt. I wouldn't be bad. That would, right, so you're saying they got to get the title off, bro, off, yes. off Roman. Yes. Yes. I think he loses it at the uh, – I think he loses that title – at Elimination Chamber, because he has to defend both in the in the chamber. And I think he loses that one. And you can say The Rock causes interference, or his music causes inf- interference or something in that one. If those Roman off his game, he loses that one, where it sets up Rollins and Rhodes for the title, the WWE Championship right. at Mania. We'll talk and then the other one. We'll the other one is Sami Zayn versus... Either Mo- Reigns ha- or Zayn has his moment there, or he has it with Roman and then I, I just love the storyline. It's been a great storyline all summer and winter. Yeah. All summer, right. All, all year, basically, right? Uh, yeah. Brandon, we'll see, man. We'll talk about it because, like you said, Royal Rumbles this weekend. So, man, we'll talk about it. But 
I don't, that's that's a lot of that's a lot that's a lot of it is parts there, but. it is a lot. John, give me your top three your top three favorite Rumble, Royal Rumble moments, pay per view moments all time. I don't have no top three, man. Uh, which one is it when Hulk Hogan got dumped out? That's just the best give me one. your give me some of your top ones. Give me some of your top memories. That's the best one. Sid Sid uh, pulled him back out. Rick Rick Flair wins the, uh, the world title. Uh, that's that's a pretty good one. Um, hold on. Man, not Hacksaw, not Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Hacksaw Jim Duggan's King of the Ring. No, he won Royal Rumble. He won, he the won first the Royal Rumble for it. Yeah, he won it. That was pretty, that was pretty good. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Uh, uh, Ric Flair. Shawn Michaels, of course. Shawn Michaels I'll, I'll first. Never hate on, I'll never hate on Shawn Michaels, man. You know, I'll give you some of mine. During that time. <clears throat> Let me give you Go some ahead. of mine. Uh, Ric Flair winning the 92 Royal Rumble. Just Ric Flair in there and Bobby Heenan's commentary. I've said it plenty of times. That commentary plenty. with Monsoon was great. Uh the Bret Hart Luger Rumble where we had co-winners that was wild. You've never seen that before. I thought the pay per view was great as well because it set up the storyline with Owen and Bret, with Owen kicking his leg out, and as well as everybody and their brother in the locker room beating the Undertaker in the casket match against Yokozuna, and then the Titan Tron thing where the thing blew up and and Undertaker was talking in the casket. Wild. Michaels winning in '95, one foot. Stone Cold went in in 97 where he got thrown out by Bret Hart, and then uh, the referees didn't see it. He came in with a little tomfoolery. That's another great <laughs> memory. Um, just, just so many. Triple H, when he won the title in 2015, that was Never. wild that he came back and, and won that championship. Reigns had to defend it. Uh, I, this is one of my favorite pay-per-views. I'm in the process right now of watching all the old Royal Rumbles. I had to stop, obviously, for the wedding and all that, but Tonight is right. uh, Royal Rumble 2000, so um, we get to watch 2000 at Madison Square Garden. I believe The Rock beats The Big Show, if I remember right, in this one. So uh, right now I'm watching the World Heavyweight Ma- the Championship matches, Cactus Jack versus uh, Triple H. So, but that's a great pay per view. Oh, Looking forward to yeah, WWE is on their product. Even with Vince coming back, Vince says he's not going to get in the creative. They're not going to allow Uh-oh. him. So we'll Uh-oh. see what happens with, with trips and all them, but. Uh, We'll see what happens with Rumble this weekend. We'll talk about it on Twitter, on Facebook, and all that. You'll join the conversations as well. So, um, I don't have anything else, John. I'm just glad to be back. Not not that I didn't have fun what I was doing, but glad to Absolutely. be back. Glad to be back in the swing of things. We're talking sports. We got playoffs. We got college hoops, pro hoops. We got pro wrestling. Baseball season is getting ready to start up. Golf's going. There's trash talking going on in golf with Patrick Reed and Rory. Don't even get me started on that. Uh, that's a yeah. whole wild thing with lawsuits. And but uh, just glad to be rules. back. Huh? Yeah. It's, you, it's, it's like new USA golf rules, I thought. Yeah, there are a few couple, a couple new rules, but nothing nothing, nothing huge with that. So. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, great to be back and uh, looking forward to our next show. Obviously, the conversation always continues on Facebook and on Twitter, even when we're not doing our shows. So find us on there. And, uh, John, I'll let you uh, wrap us, my man. Man, great to have you back, Brandon Reese. Man, great to have Brandon back and his energy. Uh, everybody, thanks for listening tonight. We had a great show. Thanks for Nas for calling in. It got it got a little cagey there for a minute, Brandon. <laughs> but like, man, no, nah, man, I think he's a long time caller, uh, listener, man. Thanks for calling in, D. Cot. I thought he was gonna call in, but who knows, man? He probably took the took the, took the program to the he's SEC. Stuck on the roulette wheel. Yeah, we don't. Oh, we don't need to be in SEC country. But no, nah, man, great show tonight. Episode. Uh, 242. I think we're up to right now and beyond. This is what we're going to do, man. Uh, 
Um, next week we'll be back bigger and better than ever. And, and, and dude, a lot of things are coming down the pipeline. Uh, February is going to be a huge month. I'm not going to spoil anything right now. I, I'll, I'll tell a little bit next week. Uh, but like, like I said, February is going to be a huge month, man. Um, like I said, man, have a thanks for everything. Hey, we welcome everybody back, man. Brandon Reese, uh, welcome back, man. Uh, you're a married man, man. How's it feel? A little heavier on the left hand. <laughs> man. All right, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for listening. Thank we'll you to our sponsors week. as well. Scott K. Nichols, State Farm Insurance, Maverick Customer Motorsports, and Wiseman Logistics. Couldn't do it without you guys. Thank you. We'll see you guys next week for the show. Conversation continues on Facebook and on Twitter. Thanks for listening to the Crossroads Sports Radio Show. You can find more episodes on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Be sure to like and subscribe.